And welcome into what we'll call, Charlie, this is a very special edition, kind of a reunion show. You know, the old TV shows, they'd have a reunion and very emotional. Goes back to our game day, uh, the Rams game day live days on Fox 2. How many Sunday mornings, Charles, do you think you, me, and our next guest would just kind of roll into that studio and start breaking down a Rams game? They were probably going to lose, but we were slightly optimistic. And then we would do our picks. and. We would kind of want them to win, but you were the bad guy if you picked against them. I, I got to say, probably a good, what, 50, 60 of these shows? Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking about five years' worth. Brandon can probably answer that better on his end for how, how many shows he did. I did see him, by the way. It wasn't just Rams. I saw him earlier this year. It feels like five years ago. It was probably only five months ago at the Battlehawks practice when we had our lovely Battlehawks team that maybe is coming back now. Martin and Marlowe, this is, I believe it's episode 15. This is the football. Yeah, man. And we welcome We're back. There, there he is, BMW. <laughs> and I think, I think it was more than that, fellas. If we, we did preseason and the full season, that's what, 17 games, man. 17. So, so already, already Martin's selling you short is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> at, that's at right, the, man. <laughs> It's Brandon, Brandon Williams, the former Badger, though I'm sure he'll say once a Badger, always a Badger. Uh, NFL third-round pick of the 49ers, starred locally on the prep scene at Hazelwood East, part of that pipeline up to Madison. Brandon Williams done some TV work. You've seen him on the Big Ten Network. And then for a minute was back in Madtown. And I looked this up. I'm always – you were the all-time receptions leader at Wisconsin, and I think you still are. But you're tied, Jared. How, yeah, how, you know, we don't. <laughs> we call it a tie, but who, whoever did it first, you know, kind of still holds the title. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna tie a guy, you gotta you gotta beat the you gotta beat the champ, right? You can't just tie the champ. Two hundred and two <laughs> career receptions for Brandon Williams playing for the Badgers in Wisconsin. Look at that list: Lee Evans, Nick Toon, Al Toon, Chris Chambers, some great names. So, Brandon, good to have you on. Uh, and back in St. Louis, you were in Madtown for what, a couple of years? I was in Madison for almost, yeah, for four and a half years, almost five, man, from 2015, from summer of 2015 to the summer, late summer of 2019. So, like, four, yeah, right on the button, four years, man. And right, we'll get it, we're going to get into some college football talk. And this is probably dicey since Charlie is, you know, he's got his Buckeye pajamas on right now. But I got to tell you, man, camp, I li- worked two years in Madison. Camp Randall, a Badger Big Ten Saturday, and you got to go back. You starred there in college and went back, as you mentioned, for four-plus years. That, there's something about this time of year. you got to be itching to be up there on a, on a Saturday wishing there was football. No, I, I mean, I definitely am, man. Just watching it from afar as far as looking at Twitter and Instagram and being able to talk to some of the guys that are still – in Madison right now it's just a different time man but it's always and even talking to some of my old old radio buddies uh who I did radio stuff with when I was in Madison man just just talking to those guys and they got the itch as well uh you know they they're still a little hurt right now up there because those Milwaukee Bucks got eliminated but um they still love to talk love to talk football man all right Charlie uh, tweeted this out he was home alone on the first NFL Sunday, Jess, Janie Mae just happened to be – do you think 
Jess planned it that way so you could just hunker down and watch football? No, this was just a beautiful coincidence. Um, and I have to say, talking, first of all, about college football, I hate to say it, and I'm an Ohio State fan. To me, college football hasn't started yet, and I wonder if Brandon feels the same way as a Badger. I just – I didn't care. I didn't care because Ohio State wasn't playing, and maybe it'll be more real when Mizzou plays in a couple weeks. I know Notre Dame, I, I glanced at that game. Happy to see Kyron Williams from Vianney going off. I did watch a ton of NFL yesterday, and, again, that was just – I love my family, but I have to say it was kind of nice home all by myself. I had the dog here and I had the Cardinals playing, and I had a full slate of NFL football with the fantasy going on, so I was pretty happy. Brandon, he didn't mention the full fridge, too. Correct. <laughs> full bruise. How, how, how about your NFL takeaways and also just kind of this season, what you're looking at? I mean, for me, Vegas still sounds weird. I mean, and Las Vegas is at Carolina. That just sounded weird. And then I, yeah. I was kind of quizzing myself because this – this NFL season snuck up on everyone. There was no preseason. They sort of went into lockdown, I think, to keep it safe. And to their credit, they were able to pull off a, a season here with all the COVID concerns. But I was quizzing myself, and this, this is how bad it is. I wanted to name every NFL coach. Now, that's the basics, right? Oh I, could, I couldn't come up with the Cleveland coach. I had to freaking look it up. Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski's former uh, offensive coordinator with the Vikings, man. But uh, clearly he didn't, uh, he didn't show up this <laughs> past weekend because the Cleveland Browns snuck it up again, man. It's crazy. Certain their, things don't change, man. Their, their record, I heard this stat on uh, Westwood One. The Cleveland Browns, since they reestablished themselves after moving to Baltimore, they got the team back. They're now on opening day. They're one 20 and one talk about deflating a fan base that's just that's the most cleveland brown stat but chuck when you look at this season just storylines what are you looking at well first of all i thought it was funny yesterday because i'm watching the game i'm watching packers vikings is the first game and i'm on twitter as well so aaron Rodgers goes off he has a huge game Devontae adams just runs it up catching touchdowns and i'm also kind of pay attention through a fantasy perspective, but I'm also looking at Twitter and everybody's complaining about Mitch Trubisky, which they've complained about for now a couple years. And then you see Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes, they're so good and they get paid and people are bitching about Mitch Trubisky in the first half. And then at the end, I start seeing some positive Mitch type tweets and then DeAndre Swift drops the ball. And I used to work yep. in, so that's just, as Brandon said, with the Browns being the Browns, the Lions being the Lions. And I go back to start looking, and all these people are complaining about Mitch, especially in the first half. And he had, like, a good game. He had three touchdown passes. He had no interceptions. I don't think he's ever going to get, obviously, to Mahomes or, or Watson, and they just got paid. And, and who knows if he'll even start the whole year. Maybe Nick Foles takes over. So that's what I was watching yesterday. And then the, the storyline with Tom Brady, I also thought that was funny just from a social media standpoint because the first drive, he goes down even run and he spikes the ball and everybody's like see take that Belichick he's back you're an idiot and then they end up kind of getting blown out and Cam Newton looks good it's just funny how we jump to conclusions after one drive and Brandon wouldn't you guess I mean it it was always about Brady Belichick Belichick Brady 
And Tom Brady might have a great year. I don't know. And they did. He's got weapons, et cetera. I wouldn't bet against Belichick having the better year. I just I know he had Tom Brady, but I I can't bet against the hoodie. I wouldn't bet against it either right now because you got to take everything. Let's look at the thirty thousand foot view of this thing. You look at the Bucks; they are playing in the NFC South. They're not playing in the AFC East, okay? And I'm not saying that the AFC East is AFC East of old because you have Buffalo Bills who are showing up. You got Miami who's trying to to do some some things right. And I'm not even going to mention the other team that's in their division because it's a waste of time. So let's jump to the NFC South. But <laughs> you have Atlanta, you have Carolina, and you have oh yeah, that Drew Brees guy, Tom Brady. You did not pick the best division. Well, you picked probably one of the best divisions outside of the NFC West, who looked phenomenal again this past weekend, opening opening weekend. But you picked one of the toughest divisions to try to come do your, your twilight years, man. Are you serious? So when we look at it like that, Tom Brady could have a great season, and they still could go 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, or whatever. They added another game or whoever can make the playoffs. But the reality is that's a tough nut to crack down there and to get it all rolling in Tom Brady-esque fashion is going to be tough anyway. But now you got to play Drew Brees twice, Matt Ryan twice, uh, Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina twice with Christian McCaffrey running up and down the field. And by the way, those teams still do have pretty solid defenses, uh, may we add. So, hey, it's, it's gonna, Twitter going to be up and down every week, Charlie. You love sports, sure, but what you really love is a winning team and a great story. That's exactly what you get with Appliance Discounters. It started with just three employees. One location, three employees. Denise Bradley, her husband John, her brother Tony, that's it. More than a decade ago, and for years you've heard me talking about them. Here's why. My dishwasher, it's a Bosch, the quietest dishwasher on the market. Remember grandma's dishwasher? Always, That's not what's going on with us. We got it at Appliance Discounters. Our washer, our dryer, our stove, and our refrigerator, and Electrolux. Yes, the Kill Coins put these babies to the test. During the quarantine, the MVP at our house, the dishwasher. It got a workout. We've got big name brands we're talking about at a great price. St. Charles, Baldwin, Maplewood, South County, and in the city. The best bet, just get online. TheAppliancedischounters.com. Our savings are your savings. The fountains and flags outside invite you in. Once inside, it's obvious what makes Marita Villa so special. It's the people that live there and the people that work there. I know for a fact it's a fun place to visit. Been there many times over the years for special events, and you can tell the residents love it as well. Welcoming atmosphere, providing all types of senior living, independent living, skilled nursing, memory care marie de villa senior living that's what we're talking about a single location that means ownership is hands-on the residents here are considered guests and trust me they feel that way the beautiful grounds make it more of a campus type atmosphere i love calling it the marie de villa campus located at the corner of clayton and weidman road i guarantee you've driven by there probably seen the fountains going red for october baseball blue when the blues are deep into a playoff run it's a family-owned facility It's been in business since 1960, and for so many years, it was home to the Cardinals legend, Red Shandings. I encourage you to take a virtual tour, or simply to read more about this special place, go to mariedevilla.com. Are you guys guys intrigued to see Cam in that, you know, Patriots, 
militaristic kind of everyone falls in line operate because camp's such a personality do you think do you think he'll still do some cam things and i'm talking about fashion and comments and just kind of being bold and being his own brand whereas everybody in new england kind of falls into the boring category do do you think he falls in place or do you think he still does some cam type stuff should i go first here and brandon as we know is the fashion guy but i think i think cam answered that yesterday by wearing the raincoat looking suit. I mean, he came in with a double-breasted yellow. He looked like the uh, – was it the man in the yellow hat from Curious George from the books? He had a freaking bright yellow suit. And I know that he's probably never going to be physically where he was maybe throwing the football. He's still a beast. I mean, on the goal line, you can't stop a quarterback. What is he, 260? And I just I, – I thought it was really weird. I thought it was really weird this offseason that when you looked at some of these quarterbacks that were looking for a job – now, Jameis Winston put up crazy numbers, but they were always down 21 points. So some of those numbers were kind of superficial. But he got his gig as the backup with the Saints. Now, maybe he's the successor to Drew Brees. Everybody was wanting Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles, maybe he starts with the Bears. And Cam just kept sitting there. And I'm like – Cam Newton is still the former number one overall pick, the former MVP of the NFL who led the Panthers to the Super Bowl that year. I feel like we were talking about him like he was Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, Cam Newton, even if he's 90% of the Cam Newton that made the Panthers, weren't they like 15-1 and that one year, whatever it was, if he's 85-90% of that, Bill Belichick will get every – ounce of productivity out of him and remember the Patriots have an amazing defense so it would not surprise me one bit if he's awesome no I I have to agree 100% with you Charlie look the reality is Cam Newton in the first eight games of the 20 I want to say the 2018 season he went six and two he had like 16 touchdowns and only like one or two interceptions and then the back half of that season they went 0-8 they started off 2019 he he, he lost the first two games, got hurt, and missed the rest of the season. So the last 10 games he played before this last game was disastrous, okay? But let's not forget, the dude was playing hurt. He seriously was playing hurt. And that's why he was not the Cam Newton that we all knew. And, and why, don't, why, does not, why doesn't Cam Newton get a pass when he gets hurt like Peyton Manning did after he literally, like, he, he had to buy a new body to even be able to play again. And, and people were flying him out on jets and VIP service to get him to come and play. You know, seriously. I mean, but look, Cam Newton is going to be Cam Newton. To, to your point, Charlie, this dude had on this yellow double-breasted suit, man. I'm not – the Gridiron GQ is not a big Cam Newton fashion fan. I love his swag and his bravado, but I, I don't agree with all his fashion. Uh, all his fashion moves, but he's going to be Cam. I think Teddy Bruschi on the on the uh, on the pregame show made a good point, man. Look, it's all peaches and cream right now, and Bill Belichick is saying all the right things and being very positive with Cam Newton right now. But this is just a good a coach being a good coach and knowing what kind of personnel he has. He can't. He has to be positive with Cam Newton because everybody else has been negative on him. So he has to be the contrarian and and gain that trust of Cam Newton. Because, look, at the end of that game, after the Patriots won, Cam Newton had got into 
a slight tiff, a, a slight little little spat with one of the players on uh, on the Miami Dolphins team. I don't remember who it was, but they had to restrain Cam Newton. It was like, dude, you just won your first game. Nobody wanted you but Belichick. Win your game, walk off the field, be happy. Why are you getting into it and arguing with dude to mean nothing? Come on, Cam. Now, am I, am I the only one, though, who feels like the, the season just appeared? I mean, I, I didn't know Jason Witten was on the freaking Raiders. I mean, I realize I'm not as in tune as a lot of folks, but I was like, holy shit, Jason Witten, not only is he no longer on Monday Night Football, he's no longer on the Cowboys, he's on the Raiders. Did, did this, Charlie, you pay more attention with your fantasy football, but did this one sneak up on everyone? I just think with, with no preseason – and, and the fact that we don't have the Rams here anymore, we all pay just so much less attention to the NFL overall. I, I certainly do. And, and once fantasy gets, gets ramped up, and I know we joke about fantasy, but how many people watch football oh, yeah. in part because of fantasy and or gambling or both? So when you have your draft, it's kind of funny. When you have your draft the last couple of weeks, yeah, you're starting to look at players. You're like, who the hell are these guys? I mean, there are significant contributors for these teams that you've never heard of, and you start looking them up, okay, that guy's a rookie here, and that guy's a second-year player here and all that. But, yeah, I think we, we've now, what, not had an NFL team for five years. That's a long time. I mean, we probably paid attention to the NFL, you know, close to 100% for years and years and years with the St. Louis Rams. And for me, I bet you I, I dialed that down probably to I pay about – I pay probably a quarter of attention to the NFL as I used to. So I still like watching the games. The thing about the NFL for me is, and I've always said this, I know everybody's a different fan of different sports. For example, I, I love baseball. So I can watch a baseball game if the Cardinals aren't playing. If the Blues are out of the uh, playoffs, I stop watching hockey. I'm just being honest. I stop watching hockey. I haven't watched one NBA playoff game, but I probably will once the finals start. But when I was living in Michigan, I used to watch all the Pistons games. With, with the NFL, for whatever reason, whether it's fantasy gambling, I can watch almost any NFL game. And that's why I think it's the most popular sport is it doesn't really matter if it's not your team through fantasy, through gambling, through just the entertainment value of an NFL game, I will always watch. And I think that's why it's, it's, it's the biggest sport in America. Yeah. The best in the bricks. It's more than just a slogan. Why not make your home or garage or chimney look its best by fixing the bricks? That's what B&G Tuck Pointing can do for you. Bricks look their best with proper tuck pointing. Call Rich Galati and his team at 314-363-0525. And by team, of course, we include his daughters, Bella and Gabrielle. Or go online, bgtuckpointing.com. A proud St. Louis-based company that supports the hometown St. Louis Blues. Yes, they love their hockey. Chimney repair, foundation repair, caulking, waterproofing. They do it all. Have you driven around St. Louis? We have a lot of brick buildings. And if they need repair, you know who to call. Consider me among the many satisfied customers. Call 363-0525. 363-0525. Or go online, bgtuckpointing.com, and find out what it means to be the best in the bricks. Martin Marlowe with Brandon Williams, a former NFL receiver, a, a St. Louis native that made it to the NFL. It's fun to watch, whether it's Zeke now with the Cowboys, seeing, you know, Adrian Claiborne recently, good run, uh, 
We had Marcus Golden. It's just been – it's fun to see the St. Louis kid, Sheldon Richardson. It got really confusing because there was another Brandon Williams from St. Louis who made it to the league, but it's fun seeing the St. Louis kids at the NFL level. I was going to ask your opinion, having been in locker rooms, is Aaron Rodgers – I think he always finds a chip on the shoulder. He'll find somebody who disrespected him. Is he more motivated than ever? It's not Jordan Love's fault, but because they drafted a quarterback who you would say, well, maybe he's the heir apparent. Do you think that is serving as motivation for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who I believe captained Charlie's fantasy team to a big win? <laughs> you know what? Aaron Rodgers, uh, does he really need the motivation? No. But are, are, we serve, are they serving it up for him? Yes. And he kind of thrives in those situations where people have doubted him and he has this chip. he's always had this chip on his, on his shoulder. Um, and I think this year will be no different. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know why he gets all these darts thrown at him. To do. I've never seen a quarterback as accurate as him on the run, in the pocket, um, and, and just so precise, man. Like, I, I just haven't. I, I'm never, I don't care Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Steve Young. I, I don't care. You can Pat Mahomes. I don't care about any of those names. Aaron Rodgers is the most accurate quarterback I have seen with my own eyes man and it's been consistent year after year after year and I think um with what they got going on up there right now they're going to get into a groove where 30 plus points is going to be the norm for them and he's going to have an MVP type of season and we're we're still not going to give him as much credit as we should because the dude Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal man and yeah look they did it to Brett Favre. They're going to do it to Aaron Rodgers. They're a franchise. This is a business. We're not riding you to the wheels fall off, and then we have to wait four years and five years to get it back going. That's not how this game works, man. And, and to Charlie's point, the NFL is just like the ultimate reality show every single game, every week. You never know what's going to happen. And it, unlike the NBA – Unlike baseball, you can you could pretty much say, all right, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. And some do you know, you, you, you talk about NBA basketball right now, the Houston Rockets and James Harden against the Lakers, the, the Rockets are gonna eventually dial it in because they don't have a chance against the Lakers, right? But you, you turn it on the NFL, man, Tampa versus the Saints, Tom, the storyline is so many storylines, it's so many different facets of the game that you tune in to see how is this going to play out that's why the NFL is truly the most popular sport I would I would I wouldn't I can't say in the world because we know the other the other football is is widely popular more popular just from sheer numbers but trust me man if other countries could feel what we feel every Sunday during NFL uh, football season they would be in love like we are man Folks, make sure you subscribe. You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and uh, that way it's delivered directly to you. The uh, Marlowe Moments, as we like to call them. Charlie, who are our fine sponsors today? As always, Kirkwood Pizzeria, fantastic spot. You got St. Louis Lawn Care. My yard looks great. Only because of St. Louis Lawn Care, I have nothing to do with it. And uh, my guy, Tim Jankerson, also owns St. Louis Equipment. I think Martin... You can probably speak to this. I think you're getting your lawnmower looked at because they can sell the big commercial lawnmowers. They also repair lawnmowers. A corner butcher in Fenton, go there for all your grilling for your Saturday 
football, college football Saturdays and your Sunday, I guess you can't really tailgate, but you can still go to a parking lot. Either way, if you're grilling, go to Corner Butcher in Fenton. And then I'm looking at my dog, Otis, Kennelwood Pet Resorts. We just took him there. He got his bath. He got his groom. We're trying to train him. He's only yipped once during this podcast. I don't know if you guys heard it, but he's been pretty well behaved. That's because of Kennelwood Pet Resorts. And your guy, uh, Tim Jankerson, by the way, I answered the question I've been asking. Dennis Jankerson, the fire chief in the city of St. Louis, that is his uncle. Mm-hmm. So it's officially answered. Yeah, Tim helping me out. I got a mower that's down. Kenny Wallace kind of talked me through some, you know, self-repair that I did. But it, this is going to shock you. The repairs I made didn't take or didn't hold. Uh Martin and Marlowe also brought to you by Triad Bank. You can find them in Frontenac on Clayton Road. Triadbanking.com is their website based in St. Louis. Started here in 2005, helping a lot of folks get through this pandemic. Small businesses working directly with Triad Bank. It's a great idea right now. Stop by and see them in person or online. Also, Marie DeVilla Senior Living at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. They've been there since 1960. You can take a virtual tour. Just go to mariedevilla.com. B&G Tuck Pointing, they are the best in the bricks. So if you've got a brick chimney, a brick home, brick garage, get online, bgtuckpointing.com. They do the foundation repair, mortar repair, caulking, waterproofing, you name it. Find out why. B&G Tuck Pointing is the best in the bricks. Also, appliance discounters, get them online at theappliancediscounters.com. They started with these slightly dinged and dented models, and it's grown now five area locations with the top. GE Bosch products at the lowest prices. It's a pretty good combination. Best products, lowest prices, theappliancediscounters.com. And we switched the conversation to college football. And Brandon, what something Charlie and I have talked about is that it, it seemed like the Big Ten sort of jumped the gun. They came out and announced they would start their season September 5th. At the same time, the SEC said, we'll start on the 26th, which I thought gave them kind of some wiggle room or more time to figure out all the protocols and the sec appears to be moving forward the big 10 shut down their season sort of right after saying we'll begin on the fifth and now you hear rumblings they'll come back and maybe it's october maybe it's november you know you're our big 10 insider here what are you hearing what do you think is realistic and how much a divide is there right now between coaches schools presidents alumni as to what they should do well if you just look at from a football standpoint, coaches and players, they want to play. I mean, I've seen countless tweets from, from some of Badger players that just, um, they don't have a, they don't have all the answers. Right. And so if they see the problem is they see other schools playing, they see other conferences playing and they question why are we not playing? Why are we not being afforded this opportunity? They feel like they're really losing something because technically they are, but that's that's really the the big piece from that side. And then you look at the administration side, like you said, they don't look like they're all on the same page. One minute they're saying this, the next minute they need 10 meetings. And really Kevin Warren, who's the new, uh, you know, Big Ten uh, president of the Big Ten or commissioner, whatever the title is, he he's the one that's really been taking all the heat for this. And it's the president's of the universities that's really calling the shots. They're the ones that's making the decision and doing the final vote on what's going to happen. And so these presidents, 
they don't they they seem like they don't they don't want to play any football they don't want to play any sports they don't they want to shut down campuses completely and have everybody just sit in a room and and just uh, go away and so that's really the big issue when it comes to Big Ten they had another meeting yesterday which there was no results that came out of that meeting and I I, I question what what are you still what are you talking about in these meetings everything is out there it's either you're going to play or you're not going to play. Either you're going to put a protocol and say, we're going to play on this date or we're not going to play at all. It's really not that hard of a, you know, look, we understand health is, is at the tipping point of this, but it's not that hard to make a decision either way that you're going to go because everybody else around you is making a decision and, and dealing with it and living with it and pivoting as they go. You see some schools, or canceling games because some guys on these teams are testing positive or whatnot. My question really, Martin, is how can the NFL be 100% negative on their tests, but you have some of these college programs who are not? And, I mean, look, these NFL guys ain't living in a bubble, so how are they able to do it? Maybe we need to call some of these NFL teams and ask them what are, what are their protocols and how are they making it because these guys are traveling and interacting with people all over the country and they, they seem to be fine. So I, I don't know, man. I just, I just wonder NFL level, you've got people who are older, they're less, you know, immature or, you know, party ish as the college kids, not all of them for sure, but maybe it's just the older, more mature group that happens to be NFL compared to college football. They've got all the resources in the world at the NFL to make it as safe. And, and maybe just college kids on a college campus, it's just almost impossible to keep them in sort of that bubble, even just a bubble mentality. Uh, by the way, this just in as I'm sitting here, Cam Newton says the reason that they had a scrum is some Miami players were trying to snatch the chain off his neck, and it was disrespectful. So that's what it was. The up, that's why you can't wear fancy chains anymore. You see, you see what I mean? Like, this yep. is just classic Cam Newton. Like, dude, take the freaking chain off right. during the game. What are You're asking someone to rip your chain off in the middle of a game because I've seen it the whole game. I know you, you guys seen it if you watched. It was dangling outside of his shoulder pads the whole game. What, what he didn't say is it was Belichick who ripped the chain off. <laughs> Charlie, hey, can, go ahead. I just want to say real quick about, about the Big Ten. The Big Ten – has already lost, by the way. They lost because, let's be real, and I'm not saying this as an Ohio State fan. Ohio State was probably the only school in the Big Ten with a legit chance to win the national championship. Ohio State already has two big players who have opted out. Sean Wade just recently, who will probably be a first-round pick at cornerback, opting out. I think a big reason for that, now it might be because of safety, but the Big Ten has just, they, they've fumbled this. Maybe they play, but let's be real. Everybody wants to be safe. This was not about safety, and if they come back, it's not about the new testing. That's a lie. It's about them being publicly, over social media, over all the petitions, shamed, made fun of. There's so many memes out there. I've gotten so many memes from SEC fans ripping on the Big Ten. They look bad. And then you have Trump making this a political issue, and, yeah. and let's be real. What's going to swing the election? Now, I don't think – I have some friends who honestly think that this is going to swing the election because Trump is going to get football back. But when you look at Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania being huge swing states, this has become – Big Ten football playing or not, whether it really has an impact on the election or not, 
has become a humongous political issue. It's fascinating. And I've said the whole time, I was skeptical if college kids were going to be able to pull it off. So far, so good. But to me, the Big Ten, they always should have just waited. They did not have to make that decision months ago. 100%. And and as I'm sure Brandon's listened to past episodes, he knows we've said that, that the Big Ten, just wait. They were too quick to Mm -hmm. shut her down. Let's hope that there's a Big Ten season at minimum. We got college football, we got NFL football, and we'll probably we'll we'll chop it up again with our guy, BMW B Money, Brandon Williams, the former Badger, uh, former Rams Game Day Live analyst in studio on Fox Two with us for many years. Good to have him back in St. Louis, and maybe, well, let's do this. Let's have you back on right before your big event. I know you're hosting for Matthews Dickey. They've got their virtual fundraiser, and just maybe a little teaser here. Uh, some of the headliners that are coming in to be are going to be a part of it with you. Yeah, man, it's it's really exciting. You know, Matthews Dickey, this is the 60th year anniversary for Matthews Dickey Boys and Girls Club, man. Been around a long time, have mentored, and been just a place of refuge for some of the top athletes to ever come out of the city of St. Louis. Uh, me being one of them, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw my name on that list, right, Martin? Uh, <laughs> and you got guys like Ezekiel Elliott, but a few guys will be uh, along with me uh, this year on this virtual gala that Matthews Dickey is doing in October. Uh, we got Bradley Bill. We got Jason Tatum, who's going to make an appearance. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent and actor out of St. Louis, who was a, a Matthew Dickey uh, alumni as well and then we got one of my badger buddies man james white for the new england patriots he's going to make an appearance for us and that's just to name a few so this is going to be an exciting event last year uh, i was the mc uh, for this event when we did it live we broke records sheldon richardson man he he stroked a 100k check in that night the night of the gala and we broke records for raising the most money out of the other the 59 years that they've uh, been uh, as an established boys and girls club and so we're excited about this year's gala we've already raised a lot of money leading up to the virtual event um, and so all the the, the the stats that we're seeing and all the projections we're seeing is we're going to break last year's record for raising money uh, to help hundreds and thousands now look Matthew Dickey maybe you guys didn't know this they have mentored over a million kids in 60 years one million kids have gone through the doors of Matthew Dickey and in some way, shape, or form have been impacted by their club, man. So that's, that's huge impact, and that's legacy in the city of St. Louis. No doubt. And we'll help get the word out that's coming up in October. Brandon Williams, our guest, Martin and Marlo. Uh, Charles, I'll see you soon, and I'll, I'll let you have the final word to our buddy Brandon. B-Dub, great to hear your voice. We'll see you soon. And like I said, I saw him at Battlehawks. It sounds like the Rock's bringing it back. I'm sure I'm going to see him at some Battlehawks games and practices coming up here, uh, hopefully this next year. Let's go.